Welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about raising sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, it's Dr. Shell with another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about what to do if your son is being bullied. So this is going to be a bit of a heavy topic, and I want to start with two statistics that I think are important for us to know about. So data from the CDC shows that at least 3,600 children under the age of 13 have died by suicide in the last two decades. And so at one point, bullying was thought to be something that happened um, more so with older kids. We knew it was happening with younger kids, but not to the same level or degree that it was happening with older kids because we tended to hear more about suicide happening with older kids. And now we're starting to hear about suicide happening with kids as young as six because of bullying. And so we know that this is a major issue, you know, across the United States and beyond. Um, Another statistic says that one out of every five middle and high school students report being bullied each year. So it is a major issue for um, for our children. And so what do we do if if what do we need to do or what do you need to do if your son is being bullied? So what I say is, you know, start with the teacher, of course. Um, If your son is telling you that he's being bullied, just know too that what's happening is probably more than what he's you know, telling you is happening. Um, and so talk to his teacher, um, stay on his teacher, talk to the administrators at the school where your son is is going to school, um, you know, kind of keep a gauge on the time that he's telling you um, and in relation to maybe when school started so you can have an idea of how long that it's, it's been going on because the longer that it is, the longer that it goes on, the the more intense it usually becomes. And so you may want to step in, you know, when you, if it's, you know, school started in September and he's telling you in mid to late October that he's being bullied, at that time you may want to do, take some serious recourse beyond, you know, teachers and administrators. I mean, definitely you want to get them involved, but it may also be time to look at pulling him out of that school, doing something, providing some kind of alternative education at that point, because, the longer that it goes on, the more intense it becomes. And, you know, kids aren't able to manage and deal with it. So they tend to, you know, figure out a way to to stop the bullying. And a lot of times that ends in suicide. And so, you know, my my thing first is to talk to the teacher, to, you know, talk to the administrators at the school, meaning the principal, the assistant principal, and then going higher up than that, you know, higher up the chain, you know, talking to the superintendent, talking to the people that are um, above the the school principal um, to figure out ways that you can circumvent this, making sure that they understand that it is um, it is something that needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed quickly. talking to your child about it, putting, you know, providing some resources for them, such as counseling, making sure that they are, that they are around other kids who embrace them, who love them. Um, You want to, um, you know, definitely be in, in, in constant conversation with your child about what's happening. And, you know, I, 
I've read these different stories of these different children who committed suicide and and parents who've done, you know, they've talked to the teacher, they've talked to the administrator and nothing, you know, has happened. And so at that point, I think, you know, if you have the ability to is to take your child out of the school if if the teachers or the administrators don't seem to be doing anything to help with the situation, then you want to remove your child from that environment and, and find someplace else for them to, to go. And that could look like another school. It could look like um, a private school or charter school, or it could even look like homeschooling. And so just wanting to address, you know, not keeping your child in a, in a situation that is not conducive for them. Um, something else that is also happening. So we know Bullying happen, happens, you know, kids taking kids' money, taunting them, calling them names, things like that. But then there's also cyberbullying. And cyberbullying can be harder to, to, one, detect, right? Because your child has to tell you what's happening on in Snapchat or um, on Instagram or wherever the bullying is happening. Your child has to tell you what's happening or you have to have access to their, you know, the different accounts that they have and kind of be reading, you know, what's happening in their feeds and things like that. Um, and so also it's harder to, to manage or to do something about. So, you know, cyberbullying is, is definitely an issue for, for kids. And so um, wanting to, you know, again, there's this whole issue around privacy and if your kids should have privacy. Um, I think that if you, if you are allowing your kids to access social media, that you create some kind of account or you have access to their account or you create a dummy account so that you can know what is happening, what is being said um, to, you know, to protect them, to make sure that they are one being safe and so that you can be aware of the things that they may be experiencing, such as cyberbullying. And, you know, I know, one of the things that a lot of times parents think about is, well, they can just cut it off. Like they can just, you know, turn it off. But there's so much involved in technology now with like school and, you know, um, maybe they have messenger or instant chat on their phone. And so um, not their phone, their computers for school. And so kids are saying things and it's popping up as part of their, you know, the, the school chat or something like that. So um, it's not as easy as we think to just, you know, cut it off or or not to to deal to deal with, you know, technology um, where they may be experiencing cyberbullying. But I think it's important that it is that you are aware of what could be happening, so that you have, you know, like again, you have access to their social media or you have some kind of dummy accounts that you're following them, so you have some idea of what's happening, um, and that you there are you can even tell them like. Well, that might not be the best idea, but I would say, you know, tell them that if you're going to be on social media, then I'm going to have access to your accounts because I need to know what's going on. I need to know that people aren't, um, you know, trying to come after you and different things like that. So I think it's really important that, you know, when your child is being, again, when your child is being bullied, that you talk to the teachers, the administrators, um, you may have to get, you know, other parents involved to find out, you know, what is happening because um, sometimes, you know, a child may tell their friend who may tell their mom or other parent, you know, what is happening to that child. And so being in contact and connection with other parents that are connected to your child so that even if your child's not saying anything, um, that you are 
you know, you have an inside scoop on maybe what could be going on with him. I think it's also important if your child is not telling you. So if you have an older child that's being bullied and they're trying to just manage it on their own, that you start to watch out for differences in their behavior. So maybe they're not as engaged with you all as, as they were. Maybe they're more withdrawn and isolated. They don't seem as happy as they used to be. Maybe they've changed the way that they dress or they do their hair. Um, all of those things are are things that you may want to pay attention to, um, to, you know, may, that may be an indication that they're being bullied um, or that something is going on with them that you, you know, want to have addressed. I want to take a break to tell you about the Raising Sons Manual. This ebook style guide consists of conversation starters, guides, and exercises to assist you with navigating the same tough topics and conversations we discuss on this podcast in real time. If you or your child has been hesitant about therapy, or if you just need something tangible and practical to put into practice, this is the manual for you. I am offering a free sample to all listeners of the podcast. Click the link in the show notes to download. I also think it's really important that if your child is being bullied, that they are have access to professional uh, you know, help, um, meaning, you know, counseling or therapy to deal with some of the things that they're experiencing. So they have some some tools and some um, coping mechanisms. But I think the biggest thing is, you know, removing your child out of that environment. If, you know, the teachers and the administrators aren't doing anything and your child doesn't seem to uh be getting any better or changing, um, then definitely removing them from that environment. So those are the things that if your child is being bullied, talk to the teacher, the administrators, and 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 removing them from that environment. Um, I, I can't you know emphasize that enough because you know just think about yourself as an adult. If you're in an environment that is unsafe, um, that makes you feel unwanted, undervalued, and you have to go to that environment every day, um, just, you know, think about how that, you know, makes you feel as an adult. And and you have some tools, some coping mechanisms that you have to use. But think about, you know, your, your child who doesn't have all of those things and how they'll fare, you know, going into this situation, essentially into the lion's den day in and day out. So, you know, removing them from that environment is sometimes the only thing that you can do to, you know, help them and to, you know, give them some peace of mind and um, kind of prevent them from even having um, suicidal ideation. So definitely, you know, keep that in mind that if your son is being bullied, that, you know, sometimes removing them from that situation is the best thing that you can do. So let's talk about the aftermath or the after effects of your child being bullied. So you've made the decision to remove your child from that environment and you've put them in, you know, you've put them in counseling. And now your child is saying, I really don't want to go to school or I'm afraid to go to school or maybe he's afraid to engage with other children. Um, I can think about a parent who had a son who was bullied um, pretty badly um, for a whole school year, she wasn't aware of, you know, just how significant it was. Remember, I told you that a lot of times your, your child is only telling you the surface. He's only scratching at the surface, right? Um, so a lot of times it's much worse than what you're being told. And so in her case, that, that is what was happening. And she did, she followed the, the protocol. She, you know, talked to the teacher and the administrators, and she thought that at some point that it had stopped, um, 
that it had stopped and it was still happening. And so, you know, her son went through this period where he didn't want to go to school. He was very angry and defensive. And this went on for a couple of years where, you know, she really struggled to get him to go to school. She changed his school environment. She made aware the administrators at the, the current school, the struggles that he was having. Um, and so things to kind of look out for. Um, and then she, you know, of course, sought professional counseling for him. And she just really had to work with him through some of those those challenges that he had faced because of the the bullying that he experienced, the low, uh, the low self-esteem, the lack of confidence, the um, defensiveness that he had at, you know, any and all times. Um, and so I think that it's important that we, one, that we know that, you know, there, a lot of times there isn't, there is, there are effects of the bullying, some that we can see and some that we can't. And I definitely think that it's important to, you know, seek professional counseling for your child if they've experienced bullying and to help them to deal with some of the trauma that they've experienced, because essentially that's what it is. And so helping them to work through that, you know, putting them in supportive environments. You know, maybe there are support groups for other kids that have been bullied. Um, and maybe if there isn't creating a support group for kids that have um, that have been bullied. So they have a place, they know that they aren't alone. They have other kids that they can talk to about, you know, what has happened to them that they may not be comfortable talking to you with or even the, the therapist. So, you know, creating a supportive environment for them to, you know, process their trauma. And so those those are some important things that you will want to do in addition to talking to, you know, the administrator at this new school where where the child is, just to inform them of, you know, what the situation was and, you know, some some behaviors that your child may be exhibiting and why. And then also talking to them about what resources that they have on campus that can help your child, you know, um, on campus. Um, and so, you know, maybe that's a school counselor. Maybe they have wraparound uh, specialists that can help with outside resources. Maybe they have um, uh, a licensed professional counselor at the school as well. Maybe they have um, a bullying interventionist that works with kids um, that have like a, that they've created a support group for. So just, you know, talking to the administrator at the new school about the behaviors, again, that your child is exhibiting and what resources that new campus may have for your child and making them aware of the behaviors that they may be exhibiting. You want to do that for one of two reasons. One, um, so that they aren't penalized um, for, you know, any kind of anxiety that may look like something else. So for instance, a child that is highly anxious may not be as responsive to the teacher or may not be, it may look like non-compliance when it's really just fear of, of moving or fear of doing something. And so making them aware of those behaviors so that, you know, when the child responds in a way that, that the school deems inappropriate, they know what it's stemming from. And so they aren't um, punished for those behaviors, but maybe the interventionist comes in and helps that child to deal with that service. So maybe it's the school counselor when they notice those behaviors, it's okay, hey, let's send, you know, Johnny to the school counselor because, you know, we know that this is about what happened to him previously. Um, and so that he also feels safe, right? Because a lot of times when kids are bullied at school, the school environment no longer feels safe to them and they don't want to go. So, you know, by 
talking to the administrator, you um, help the administrator to create this safe environment um, for your for your son. And so those kind of things are important to definitely keep in mind. I know that, um, you know, if you don't have, um, you know, the resources to get outside counseling, there are other ways to find, you know, sliding scale or sliding scale means that you can get therapy at at a cost that is affordable to you. Um, a lot of therapy practices have student interns or student associates that provide therapy at a lower cost. So, you know, you hear this episode and you hear me saying, you know, you, your child needs to get professional help and you're thinking, I, I can't afford that. There are ways um, to, to get those services that you need. Um, also, like I said, if you have a wraparound specialist on your campus, they can also provide resources um, to you to help you, you know, find the resources that you need, get you connected. Um, because I know that it's not only, you know, it can not only be overwhelming that your child is experiencing this, but as a parent, sometimes it can feel like, one, you don't know what to do or how to help, or you have limited resources. So that's why it's important that you get connected to, you know, maybe whatever resources that the school has or even the community. Um, so sometimes schools have um, communities and schools, and that's another resource and avenue um, that you can, you know, talk with or or get in contact with to help you provide, to help you with resources for your child. So lots of things that you can do. Again, be sure to download the Raising Sons manual to get more information about this, um, this topic. That's it for another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. If this podcast has been helpful, please share and subscribe. Until next time.